0: Hi, hello everybody. Hello, Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode two of the uh, CC and JT Amateur,
1: Amateur Hour. hour.
0: Uh, over there is CC,
1: and to my right is JT.
0: Yeah, we're going to go with initials because we keep screwing up our names. So we're going well,
1: to... yours are just initials anyway. Oh, that's Do right. Do they? Well, never mind. We talked about that last week. Anyway, we're here again.
0: Yeah, whether you like we it or not. Week two, take two. Yeah, take two. We're, we actually recorded this before, and then we decided, you know what?
1: We need to get it under control we, a little bit. Yeah, we
0: suck. Okay, No, so, no,
1: no, no. We just, you know, sometimes we get a little too excited about what we're talking about.
0: And we get carried on and carried on and lost. We were sort of, oh, like right now.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes. So let's keep this a little more concise.
0: More professional.
1: Absolutely. Yes. 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 Okay. Okay. Anyway,
0: New website. Here
1: we are, yes, with our new, new website. New
0: website. We have a new website. Did you
1: know we have a new website?
0: We have a new website.
1: I think we've mentioned that mm-hmm. once or twice.
0: I hope you like our new website. I hope you've gone out to see it. Uh, from a technical aspect, we've moved from our two GoDaddy's uh, servers over to our one uh, Word WordPress WordPress server. And we did that basically because uh, WordPress didn't give us the flexibility that we... Uh,
1: no, GoDaddy. Went,
0: GoDaddy. I, I did it again. I get so
1: mixed up. I know. No, we be we on GoDaddy, GoDaddy.
0: Not really impressed with the GoDaddy web builder. Some people love it. We don't. But we stuck with GoDaddy for the longest time because it was the devil that we knew. And then we decided, you know what? Uh, since we're going to combine forces, we're going to do some shopping. We looked at, you know, four or five different website makers and providers. And these, we decided to settle on WordPress. WordPress. And we kind of like WordPress because we're able to do uh, things on the fly. We're able to give it a little more of our personality versus the GoDaddy personality. So we, uh, so we're, we're kind of pleased with things so far and uh, keep learning how to do it. So we keep learning and improving our WordPress skills. So if you see any uh, areas for improvement, we would appreciate f- feedback because of course, when we're doing our own work, we have a blind spot.
1: Absolutely. We, and yeah. remember that we are not technical experts, even though JT has worked in IT for quite some time about going back to Cray supercomputers, yeah. but that's another story.
0: Gray supercomputers.
1: Anyway, the new website is a work in progress. As you know, anything creative, will keep working on it and changing it and growing it. And if you do have suggestions, just keep in mind that we are amateurs and technology changes pretty quickly. We're trying to keep up with it, but we're not spring chickens anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: my lord. So we did the big launch and we had we did get lessons learned and uh one thing is is we learned is we like wordpress some people don't
1: yeah you know it's all a matter of what works best for you and there are anything that we say we're not really endorsing saying that you have to do this thing too because we're talking about our own experience and it might not work as well for you
0: but uh, as if you're a writer first and a webmaster second Then we suggest, then you know, we endorse going down the WordPress road. We endorse that because we know that some writers are not webmasters. It's it's an acquired heart, but uh, we found it once we figured out you know the uh, the basic uh, buttons, we got things working. One thing that we do not endorse are Twitter ads. You know, we've um, and this you know and that that's one that's on me. I'll take I'll take responsibility. I've used Twitter ads before, and it didn't hit the outreach that I had before. And then, you know, I said, you know, I'll try it again, put a graphic up there, shoot that up there again, got the same dismal results. So, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I'm not going down that road
1: again. Well, and that's another thing where we are not saying you should not do it because maybe you have a different following. Maybe you know more about creating ads and when to schedule the ads. And there's a whole lot that goes into advertising. So, We're not saying, you know, definitely don't do this, but it didn't work for us. And it's not really worthwhile to keep throwing good money after bad.
0: So that's on me. So we'll go from there. One thing I do want to investigate down the road and would appreciate feedback is if you've done Google ads. Uh, I've heard some good things about that, but I don't know. I don't know enough to make a decision. So if you if y'all have used Google ads in the past as a writer, we would sure love to hear about that. So please, please drop us a line on that
1: and that's that also goes back to we're amateurs at this we don't earn a ton of money doing what we do maybe we can do a little better in the future but you know is it worthwhile to do these ads if you're not earning a lot of income from what you're advertising so you know um you know tell us what you think we're interested in feedback and We may or may not be able to use your feedback, but we appreciate it because it kind of it teaches us more about what we're doing.
0: Yeah, we're kind of between a rock and a hard place. Do you spend money to make money or do you not or do you stop sending good money after bad money? So there's there's a choice there. Oh, day. So we're going to talk a little bit. One thing we we did get feedback, though, not saying that we haven't received feedback. We did get feedback from folks. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. But as someone very wisely pointed out, if we're talking about art as an expression, we should mention photography. And we did add a picture page to the website based on that feedback. We did add some pictures up there from yesterday. So take a gander out there. Uh, but but, uh, the the photographer of the dynamic duo here in front of the microphone is CC. Tell us about photography, your, your views of photography.
1: Photography is wrapped into the creative process. I think if you're interested in one type of creativity, I think very often you may tend to try a lot of different types of creative output. And one of the things I found was after getting, a cell phone with a decent camera is that uh, it's very easy to point and shoot when you see something really cool, like lights or shadows or a bird in flight or, a, you know, a reflection on the water. There's so many different things out there, and seeing it with an eye to preserving it um, and having the capability of preserving it in your back pocket kind of got me taking a lot more pictures than I used to, because when you had the old cameras where you actually had to get your roll of film developed, we still have undeveloped film that I found when I was cleaning. So if you remember those days, um, you know, it was, you would really take more time to take pictures, but now it's with digital, it's so much easier to take pictures. And then JT very kindly got me a Canon EOS Rebel 7, I believe, Uh, kind of a beginner's camera for real photography, and I'm still looking at lenses and things for that, but it's expanding what I'm doing with my photography. So, some of the photos I took yesterday on a road trip that are on the website now were taken with my Canon camera, and I'm finding that I enjoy expressing myself that way, and also the pictures are something that I can keep on hand for when I'm writing to look back and try to remember what I was thinking at the time. You know, obviously you want to take notes, but you can look at the picture too and kind of try to recapture that moment. If there, you felt a specific thing or you saw a specific thing. So it all ties together. What do you think of going out and taking pictures of the world? I'm
0: just lucky if my finger isn't over the lens. It's a
1: lot harder to do that now.
0: I still manage, well, especially with the, the iPhone. While. It's like, yeah, what's that big hill right there? And why does it have a fingerprint? Okay. Well,
1: JT has also taken some awesome pictures. It's, he sells himself short sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, we've added photography to the website based on the very wise um, feedback that we got from one of our listeners, viewers.
0: Listeners. Listeners Nobody, and did, viewers. Yeah, nobody's watching us.
1: No, I mean looking at the website, oh, viewing the, the website, not right. viewing us. No, oh, no. Okay. What like was that. it you said? We have faces made for radio?
0: Faces made for, well, you have a nice face.
1: Yeah, uh, No, no, no. My,
0: I have a face made for radio no, or no. podcasting. Should Whatever, we move on? Doing?
1: Yes, we should move on. So okay. photography. But um, art ties in, all different types of art tie in together. And even things like paintings and mm-hmm. So we're interested in all types of art, and we're going to be sharing some of that on the website as well.
0: Yeah, and we should talk about those. You know, there are so many different ways of creative expression, and we've been so fortunate to see some of those on our travels uh, to, you know, to Edinburgh, Dublin, Sacramento. Yeah, you, you wouldn't think so, but man, the Crocker Museum is fantastic.
1: It is an amazing museum.
0: Uh, Phoenix. We uh, found a museum in Phoenix where they, you know, off in the far distant end of it, we found a Monet hanging on the wall in Phoenix. And it's like, wow, you found that there. And it's like, uh, and if you have any, if you have any experience with Monet, it's like, if, if you know what I'm talking about, if you've been to the Phoenix Museum, you can see it from across the room and just pick it out from all the other excellent art artwork in the room. So uh and so we've been very very fortunate to see uh such a wide range of creative expression in many different settings uh that just um you know so if uh, and we're looking forward to doing that again when we are able to travel again someday. someday probably our first trip when we are finally released from
1: Lockdown.
0: Lockdown. Um, and when the borders start opening again, as we're looking forward to a trip to Paris because it has Disneyland. No, that's not. Well, <laughs> it does have Disneyland, it but does. that's not why we're, that's not what's driving us there. And, it's, and believe it, in it, 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 of course, Louvre, but uh, the Monet yes. Museum, the Monet Museum where the Masters, many of the Masters' original works are. That's, that's what we're looking forward to, seeing those. Um, and it's
1: always fun to see the artwork in the location where the person may have created it, the specific city or the country and seeing, as I mentioned with photography, the way the light fell at a particular time, like the, you know, shadows on the Champs-Élysées or something like that, and Mm -hmm. actually get to see that in person and then see the painting of it. And it's incredible to be able to go out into the world and do that.
0: And then taking those feelings. And expressing them in prose is of course the challenge but in a way it's also a privilege uh, and so looking forward to doing that again
1: yes and that's another thing with the the whole stay at home situation lately that's kind of stifled creativity a little bit because you're looking at the same four walls you're looking at the same pieces of art we have some fun things on the walls but you know when you look at it every every day you stop seeing it after a while and seeing something new and fresh is really good for helping stimulate the creative juices.
0: And so we're going to go ahead and flip the uh, flip our uh, script here a little bit. And we're going to segue into uh, re-energizing those creative centers by the, by taking trips. We've been, uh, we have been rediscovering Nevada uh over the last couple of years before the pandemic and since the pandemic uh, a couple of years ago was it two years ago three years ago
1: i think it was two years ago well are we talking about the trip around the state yeah the trip that was three years ago yeah
0: we we actually took two two different trips yes for for one trip we uh we did a trip down excuse me we did a trip down to boulder city yes and then we came up uh came up north and then west
1: Oh, that was an interesting trip because we took the extraterrestrial highway. We took the which...
0: extraterrestrial highway and we saw Rachel, Nevada. Rachel,
1: Nevada. So if you're interested in uh, UFOs and Area 51 and things like that, we skirted up the east side of that. And that's something we hadn't seen yet. And it's definitely an interesting place. You should check it out.
0: Yeah, that's worth a Google R two. If we can dig out some pictures, we'll put them up there. But uh, you might have more fun Googling it, especially some of the uh merchandise
1: yeah the little alien was yeah. a very interesting place to stop but that's what that was one of our trips and then you know seeing boulder city itself was good and the,
0: one other trip we did is uh we did we did do the loneliest highway in america we did highway 50 which is uh the center you want to say east west probably
1: pretty i think it pretty much bisects the center it, of the state
0: and yeah, we would travel for hours without seeing other, other people other people, because it is, it's, it's, it's,
1: it's out there. You see wild horses, you see cattle, but you don't often see another car. Yeah. There's a reason why it's called the Loneliest Highway, but it's well worth the drive.
0: Carson, we did the Carson City to Ely trip, and then uh, we spent time in one of the most beautiful places I've been. Uh, Probably you too at the Great great Basin National Park, great mm-hmm. Basin, which is absolutely uh, mountainous. Uh, we did the Layman Caves. Never do that again. Do it once. Not going to do it again.
1: You don't want to do a cave if you're six and a half feet tall.
0: Yeah. Ouch. And we got to see the, what is maybe the oldest living creatures in the United States. And We're not going to tell you what that is. We're not going to spoil it. You'll have to look it up. Uh, then we did from Great Basin, we went up to Elko, and then we went down Interstate 80 coming home, which sort of segues us to our trip to from yesterday.
1: Yes, we took a quick drive about an hour and a half each way out to Lovelock, which is along Interstate 80. We started on Highway 50 and cut north and um, just wanted to check out the area a little bit more. Lovelock has... What they say is the only round courthouse in use in mm. the United States that's today. That's what they say. They say. Yeah. You can take it with a grain of salt. May or may not be true. We saw the um, Love Lock Plaza where people lock their love, which is very romantic for Valentine's Day. And
0: Pictures on our website. Pictures on our website. If you see
1: a lot of locks on the website, that's why. It's actually a it's a Love Lock um, Valentine's Day type of tradition. hmm so we saw that and then we had an awesome lunch at the yeah. Cowpoke Cafe. Let's
0: let's plug the Cowpoke Cafe. It sounds and they're like they're amazing using, burgers. Oh my god, big delicious burgers and it's I think they're all locally sourced including the meat which was just oh to die for. Very so,
1: very worthwhile, great atmosphere.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, so, and, yeah so
0: almost a privilege, pretty yes. much a privilege. So if you're a burger if you're a burger connoisseur or Connoisseur. Connoisseur. And uh, you, you're, you're into that kind of stuff, then definitely cal- check out the Cowpoke Cafe in, 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 in Lovelock.
1: Love, Not too far from the Round Courthouse.
0: Yeah. Uh, and we want to talk a little bit about uh, how Lovelock uh, served as, you know, kind of an inspiration. Not so much Lovelock, but Tonopah and rural Nevada serves as a background and inspiration for my Nevada books. I've got a couple of Nevada-centric books out there, sheriff books. That take place in sort of "quote unquote" a mythical, mystical—no, we'll go with myth- mythical, mythical—Nevada um, town on the east side, uh, east side of the state. Sort of, I've sort of envisioned it, but I didn't uh, nail it down on purpose. Sometime, someplace between uh, Elko to the north and Vegas to the south. Sort of, kind of in between there, not far, maybe from Ely. But it was—it's—it's a, a, it's a fake town, uh, fake county. It's I uh, called it like the 18th or 19th county in Nevada.
1: Which there was course, an 18th county briefly. It oh, was yeah, bullfrog county. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If but, you're a Nevada uh, history buff.
0: Yeah, you've got to be, yeah, you've got to be a history buff to know that stuff. We're Nevada nerds. Did you pick that up yet? We're Nevada nerds. <laughs> you know, we've been we've been in Nevada for a very long time, and uh, CC's day job makes her a Nevada nerd. Yes. And. and
1: you know, I learn a lot about Nevada history from my job, so I am, and fortunately, I love Nevada history. So, Bullfrog County, if you're interested, another thing for you to Google.
0: And Nevada is in is in my blood. Now, my parents had sex in Texas, so that's where I was born. Uh, hey, I oh,
1: what G rated here? Do you want a
0: G rated. Okay, my <laughs> my parents shook hands in <laughs> Texas, thus I was conceived from a handshake. <laughs> don't know what i Okay. Anyway. But, uh, you know, I, I grew up going to to, to uh, Nevada schools, Nevada College, Nevada University. Um, Cece will not do, will not brag. I will do it her. She was a salutatorian for Nevada High School. It counts.
1: That's another story for another day. That's
0: another story for another day. So we have Nevada in our blood. And, we, and of course, our day jobs just focus around Nevada. So we're Nevada nerds. And... I carry that Nevada nerdness into my books because I am fascinated not so much by the uh, urban life of Nevada, which you will find in Las Vegas, Reno, and Sparks, and that that those areas, but the urban, which is what you know. You mean you'll... the rural? Oh, excuse me, thank you. The rural. Thank you for correcting me again. Uh, the rural part of Nevada, which I think is the most, which is you know the what I feel is interesting Uh, the interesting which is the backbone of nevada you know of course nevada has basically two industries two known industries gaming and mining yes gaming and mining and we could go down a different road to talk about how they contribute to the state's health and economic health and daily health we're not going to go there what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the unknown part of Nevada, and that's the rural part, the farming communities, the ranching communities, the heart and soul of Nevada. When I grew up in Nevada, we called those areas uh, sometimes with a little derision. We called those the cow counties, but we 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 didn't so much. But we didn't look down on them when I was growing up then because we understood that that's where the true Nevadans, you know, did the hardest work for the state. And so, um, so to write about those areas, to incorporate that areas, to incorporate the spirit and backbone and so on and so forth into my books uh, was was fun, and it was easy to do because I had grown up so much with it, Um, and you know, and having. The opportunity again to travel across Nevada, having the opportunity to touch all 17 counties, which we have done, it it only adds to the spirit, which I hope I've incorporated in my book. So, and Lovelock is like that; is one is part of that Nevada spirit, that Nevada backbone. Um, you know, hardworking Nevadans. Uh, not to saying that folks living in, you know, Reno, Sparks, Las Vegas, Henderson, North Las Vegas don't work hard. Of course they do. They work Carson very City. Uh, Carson City. Uh, they they all work very very hard. But to me, if somebody's asked me what what is a typical stereotypical Nevadan, it's to me and then forgive me for saying it this way, it's not going to be the blackjack dealer, but it's going to be the rancher. It's going to be the farmer. It's going to be the trucker that you know that gets supplies from A to B. It's going to be you know the the folks that are up first thing in the morning. You know, taking you know, rolling out the storefronts, making their small shops uh, you know open to the public.
1: Their cafes.
0: The cafes. Um, I, you know, it's, uh, Nevada is not in my my typical Nevadan is not corporate. Is, I guess is what I'm saying.
1: Well, there is. we're starting to get a little bit more of the corporate Mm -hmm. um, culture here. Mm -hmm. There has been an influx of, I don't know if you'd call it Silicon Valley, but there's always been a very interesting relationship between California and Nevada. People from Western Nevada may look down on Californians. I'm a California transplant. So, but I've been here long enough to consider myself a Nevadan. But, you know, that kind of culture is a little bit different. There is a very strong agricultural element to California also, and I'm very familiar with that. But the California version of agriculture is different than the, the Nevada version of agriculture because Nevada is a lot more arid. There are still water issues in California, but you know, it's it's a different environment altogether when you come over the hills, you come over the Sierra Nevada, yeah, and everything
0: in California is, is when it comes to farming, ranching, everything seems very, this is my impression, it seems very corporate. There are Where, and, it's, I'm, and I'm certain it's the same in Nevada, but it doesn't seem as corporate in Nevada, it seems, you know, it's locals working for locals, but
1: Well, you know, the being in this area, especially being in Carson City to the south of us in Douglas County, there is quite a bit of agriculture. Mm-hmm. And we are familiar with the names of the families who Run those farms, ranches, or whatever down there. And you know some of them have served in our citizen legislature, our biennial citizen legislature. So there is a very strong component of Nevada that is agricultural ranching community. and And it comes out very strongly in j t s books. And you know that experience that you've had driving around Nevada has really helped you find those people and portray them in a very realistic way, I yeah. think.
0: Yeah, a Nevada, uh, Nevadan writing for Nevadans is what, what, yes. what I was saying for a few years. And it's all, and it, I hope that folks don't take this what we're saying too serious, but this is just our impressions. And, yes. You know, and I hope that what you're feeling is, is you know, maybe not love, but definitely an appreciation for Nevada is coming through because um it, we, we get it. It's we, complicated. We get it. You know, we, we get that Nevada sometimes is considered a national joke and, you know, it's not without cause. But, you know, you got to live here to understand it. That's true. Uh, Cassidy here has told me more than once, you know, how when she came from California, the green California to the brown Nevada, how much she absolutely loathed the brown Nevada.
1: Well, I moved here my senior year of high school. And that being one thing, you know, having to move in your senior year of high school is not fun. But at that time, Nevada looked like a barren wasteland to me, having grown up, you know, in the orchards and the alfalfa fields and everything. So coming over the Sierra, you come down into the Reno Sparks area, and it's very green along the Truckee River, but the hills are brown, just brown. Now going back to California, after having lived in Nevada for a very long time, you know. It's very green in the spring, but by late summer you get the dry grass everywhere, mm-hmm. and there's another kind of brown in California. So, well, I I've definitely switched my opinion. I still I love California. I love parts of California. I'm not putting California down either. I'm a California girl by birth, a Nevadan by choice. But and the uh,
0: brown Nevada
1: was very barren, but to not me. anymore.
0: No, because you drive Interstate 80, you drive 50, and it's not brown.
1: No, you learn to see what's there. There is, you know, there are different colors of brown. You know, you're looking, thinking about the photography thing again, you look at the different, uh, like in the old Lake Lahontan, which was covered most of Nevada at one point, you can see the various levels of where the water was at one point, and you see the different minerals coming through you can see the black hills you see the red hills and Uh,
0: everything and of course when and in the spring when the sage is turning uh when the sage is turning it it turns into a very subtle impressionist painting it's it but it's you know nevada's not for wimps no uh you you have it grows on you it sneaks in there and then you find that 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 brown dust is in your in your life uh wherever you go and it's like um i can't imagine living any place else
1: no, me neither. And kind of going back to the um the impressionist painting thing, I kind of also think of Nevada as a bit of a blank canvas. It's like you have a base there mm-hmm. and then um, you know, you can build on that base by looking a little deeper in the in the surroundings and in the people
0: and And it's my hope that with my Nevada books that I'm pulling some of that into there. So folks that living outside the state are not seeing with you know one or two tones or one or two flavors. You're seeing a very complex, uh, stratified uh, culture and climate and environment that uh, you know that. At first glance, it seems one-dimensional, but it isn't—not no. not by any stretch. Uh, we're kind of running out of time here, uh, so we're going to just wrap up really quick to talk about some of the feedback that we've gotten, and we want to let you know that we do appreciate any all feedback. So keep it keep it coming. The most uh, strongest feedback is that we were adorable.
1: We're cute. Adorable. We're precious. Cute. We're
0: precious. Yeah. So it's like
1: we do appreciate it. We we're not saying anything negative about it, but we've kind of turned into that couple that have been yeah. together forever. And we're cute.
0: We're cute. We're cute. So if you do have feedbacks, please give us, give us some feedback because feedback makes us better. We know that this is an amateur hour. We know we're amateur 30 minutes. We know that this is just, you know, our it's first a learning tip. process. It's for a working progress. So if you, if you want, if you want a better product, tell us what you think we should be doing. We may not do it, but we could at least listen to you and go,
1: yeah. Okay. That's true. And, you know, we also understand that we may not be everybody's cup of tea and if that's fine, um, just thank you for listening. And hopefully you can find something that you find more entertaining. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, we're out of time. Are we out of time? We're out of time. I think
1: we're out of time. We've we're talked of time, enough. So
0: thank you everybody.
1: We appreciate you spending this time with us and we hope you got something out of it. And we enjoyed talking to each other yeah, in front of Yeah, we enjoyed talking you. to
0: each other with this <laughs> microphone in front of us. Anyway, we're going to go away now. Okay. Bye-bye.
1: See you later.